right. Okay, so let's talk class change for a moment. All right. Okay, so my understanding of, and let me actually like give me a second to pull up the PDFs. Mm-hmm. And just to be sure, uh, because I don't exactly remember, if you change back to the other playbook, uh, it doesn't like erase the one you've got, does it? I don't think so. I wasn't planning on switching back. It's a thing. I know, but just like try it for me anyways. Switch back to the spell oh, slinger. Oh, oh, from the playbook. oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've I've done that before. Yeah, I've done that before. It it doesn't erase anything. Okay, cool. Because you're, you're we're gonna want to start there. Okay. All right. So my understanding of how the level up is supposed to work is you're supposed to lose a whole bunch of stuff and. Your stat line is supposed to be reset, and your and what you lose is supposed to be based on uh, just sort of a conversation you have with the DM, what feels sensible to lose. Mm-hmm. But I believe you are always supposed to lose the basic move. Yeah, that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So, number one, you are not losing the basic move. Okay, so combat magic and tools and techniques I am keeping. Yes, you've still got that. Uh, and you might need to be just like swapping between uh, the playbooks to have I've, that in front of you I've if you got need it. it. I've got it written down in other moves already. Okay, cool. The For the other moves, mm-hmm. you may keep all of them but one or you, for the for the other moves that were in your class, so you had five, you can mm-hmm. keep four. Okay, I'm just gonna get rid of enchanted clothing because it has literally never come up. Sure, I mean you've only had it for one hunt. Like you yeah, got it, you got then it, it after you got it after Siren Head, and then the next hunt no, was I got the it, witches. I got, before, I got it before Siren Head. Did you? Yeah, I got it before Siren Head. Yeah, I've had it for like two or three hunts, or like two and a half, maybe. Okay, well, alright. It's, sure, it's literally never fine. come up, so I'm just gonna get rid of it. Okay. I swear you just got it for Siren Head. Um, so, yeah, that's fine. So just get rid of that one, and you can keep the rest it's, of them. Yeah, alright. For the other thing is, uh, any moves that you took from other classes, you may only keep one of. Mmm... Okay, I will get rid of the person with the plan because the flake is gonna al- is already has a thing that I'm taking that also rolls at the beginning. So, um, so I don't want to roll two things at the beginning. So I will get rid of that one. Sure thing. I might I might take it again later, but who knows? Sure. And then the last thing is your stat line. Mm-hmm. And you can go back to the flakes spell uh, playbook now. Okay. Now, did you select a new stat line? No, I did not. I didn't Please know. Do. Okay, okay. Uh, I need to so bring, s- actually bring start up. Start by the, doing that. I'm gonna actually need to bring up the flakes thing because it's not on here. Okay. Um. Okay. Wow, that one's that one's rough. It's the only one with the weird weird a plus two. So I'm gonna choose that one. So. Sharp plus two, tough zero. Okay. Okay. 
Now, here's the thing, and this is sort of the biggest thing for me, is that it makes absolutely zero sense to me that someone could, like, like go from somebody, you know, like for Grant, if he went from a wizard class to a normie class and suddenly his stat line tells him he's shit at weird, that just makes zero sense to me. Yeah. So, you've got your stat line. You have three plus ones you can deal out to your stats. Okay. And two minus ones to deal out with your stats. And you have to spend all of them. Okay. All right. So, two minus ones. Um, can, stuff, stuff can't go to minus one, to minus two, right? So, sticks at minus one. I don't one. know. Try it. No, it cannot. It cannot go to minus two. All right. So, all right. Um, now, keep in mind, they don't need to all be different stats. You can, like, put a plus one into tough and then put a minus one into tough. Like, you can spend them out that way. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. So, I've I've done my plus threes and then you said I need two minus one, two minuses? Correct. I'm going to put weird at two because I think I get a... I think there's one that is... Yeah, I can level... Oh, it's max plus two. Okay, uh... I can level up. Cool. So I'll put that last one into... So yeah, there we go. What did you put the minuses on? Um, I put the minuses on... uh, I think I upped the sharp up to three and then bumped it back down to two. And then I upped the cool up to zero and bumped it back down to minus one. Okay. Yep. All right. Sounds good. So that's the class change. All right. Cool. And I don't get any of the gear, right? Because I this technically, I don't think I would take any of those anyway. To be honest, Grant's not a gun user. Uh, I mean, I did tell you all that you could take a new piece of gear, but yeah, but have... I I have my sword that I like to add stuff to. Yeah, I forgot. It's <laughs> all right. It's not going to become. Well, it might be relevant in in your event, but I mean, your whip is perfectly serviceable. Yeah. Perfectly serviceable serviceable whip. So that's the class change. So, downtime time. Would anybody like to go first? Oh, fuck me. I completely forgot about this. I think I know who's not going first. Then. <laughs> I had a thing planned, and I have literally forgotten what it was. Well, we can give you some I, time to God, think about it. Distracted. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I guess I'll go first, and since you're super excited to, for what you have planned for me, I guess we'll do that. Okay. I was going to say I went first. Yes, uh, last session. So. So, Grant. Mm-hmm. In your eternal quest to find a, a, a venue through which to slake your pizza lust. <laughs> <laughs> Mods, please change my name to Pizza Lust. Dog. <sighs> Magpie has recommended you to this place that's actually like like three blocks away from their house 
Alright. It's this neat little spot called Dominico's Jr. And it's cheap, and it's small, and it's friendly, and Magpie recommends it heartily. Alright, I will go there to try and slate my pizza lust, as you put it. I'm being a little bit sardonic, but only a little bit. (laughs) Alright, so... It's like I said, it's like three blocks and Grant is a walker. So yeah. you can you can get to headquarters, say hi, say I'm gonna go get pizza, I'll be back in a bit. And then it only takes you a couple minutes to walk over there. Yeah. I'm trying to bring up the daily menu, but it does it's not happening. I keep clicking, but nothing happens. There we go! Finally! Okay, I just had to hit... I just had to click history first. Alright, sure. I mean, it loaded straight up for me. Yeah, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Big D special. <laughs> uh, actually, no wonder Magpie likes this place. Satisfying <laughs> inch pizzas. Satisfy your pizza lust with the Big D. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the Big D does. Big D sounds pretty good, to be honest. They also uh, sell by the slice. Yeah. Okay, I would try a slice of Big D. <laughs> That's well, what she said. That's <laughs> what everyone here said, you asshole. The pizza by the slice is in the like the middle of the first page. Is on the menu. Pizza by the slice. Oh, okay cheese pepperoni and daily special sure let's live dangerously let's order the daily special without even seeing what fucking toppings are on top of it <laughs> all right and they they actually do like have that posted on a board and you could just choose not to read it okay yeah no i'm choosing not to read it i'm okay this is going to be an adventure <sighs> all right um and it is like broken up by days of the week so, I don't remember exactly what it is, but okay. So you you come in and you choose. You, you go up and you order a slice of the daily special. The woman behind this counter is this very nice woman. Looks to be in her late fifties, early sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks you if you would like to eat, um, if it's for here or to go. It is definitely for here. If you would like to eat inside or outside. Uh, if it's a nice day out, I will eat outside. Sure. All right, yeah, then I'll eat outside. It's extremely early May at this point, so uh, it's the weather's pretty nice right now. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, for listeners at home, since it is a new month, it is a new Grant hair color, and this... The hair color of the month is purple. Grant, now available in grape flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, <laughs> so it hasn't gotten like hot yet. So it's it's pretty nice out. Yeah. And I've adjusted to the warmer temperatures by now. That I'm not going to be like, oh man, it's broiling out for this time of year. It's like, nah, I'm I've been here for five months. It's fine. Uh, it's like. It's like high 70s right now. Whatever will you do? Oh, no. Tell her outside. And then 
Uh, she asks, you know, uh, cash or card? Uh, for sure, cash. I don't even know. Uh, no, that's right. I still, I do have my cards. I just don't use them very often. Using them often leads to trails that I'd rather not leave. Sure, sure. As you, when you tell her cash, and as you reach into your pocket, a voice behind you that I just know you're not going to be happy to hear says, it's all right, I got it. Uh, Same for me. I look behind me. It is the feds. I do my best to look like I don't want to murder this person for what she did to my friend. And I just say, thank you. If she wants to, if she wants to waste federal money on me, then fine. I will, I will gladly take it. (laughs) And she passes her card over to the woman behind the counter, gets rung up, signs the receipt and then makes her way to one of the tables outside and sort of like motions for you to come with her. I move over and I sit down. (sighs) So, how have you been since we last spoke? Well, I can tell you how one of my friends has been. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, let's just say... Better luck next time. She looks extremely relieved. Like, she actually slumps into her seat a little bit. Yeah, I still look extremely mad. Alright, so... I'm sure it doesn't actually mean anything to you, but it might mean something to them. So I'm going to tell you anyways. The man who fired that shot did so explicitly against my orders. He has been placed on unpaid administrative leave, and I have filed paperwork to not only have him discharged from the department, but jailed for firing upon a civilian against orders. Grant just sits there and goes, Alright, that's about the bare minimum I could have asked you to do, so thank you. I was quite serious when we first met that I do not relish the thought of having to use force against non-military personnel. I believe you. I just still don't like this whole thing that you did. This vague little play, you know. Oh, we can still have the crappy part of the job, but, you know, let's leave you to do whatever it is that hell, whatever the hell it is that you do with these things. Look, I understand that it is the crappy part of the job, but... I know you're new here, and your sister's new here, and the doctor's new here, but the other two, they've been doing this for decades, according to our files. They know that place better than anyone on Earth. And I know if I just send my men up there, they'll get slaughtered. I'm not interested in that. Oh, it still needs to be contained. 
your little cell is the best one for the job. Yeah, and we do a pretty good job outside of that little area, too. So why even bother? Well, you could be doing a better job if you focused all your efforts up there. Let me tell you a story. (laughs) She folds her hands in her lap and uh, sits back a little. I had a friend one time of the... What fucking stupid ass name do you have? Of the pointy-eared variety. I don't know what name, cutesy name you have for that. And she was fun. She was energetic. She... Got, we got along swimmingly. You know, every time I wanted to just, you know, quite frankly, lay back and get high a little bit, she always had some stuff. If she wanted to go to a concert and see new music, it would be, you know, a fun little thing. I'd take her to Madison Square Garden. We'd have a great time listening to whatever crappy band was there, get a little drunk. And eventually, she and I kind of became a thing and then about a year later one day she just didn't show up and it took me a very very long time to figure out what had happened to her and what had happened to her was that your people got wind she was an elf and so you decided to do whatever it is you do with them with people like that and took her away she would not hurt a fucking fly and you still saw fit to take her away from me and I will never ever forgive the DH fucking A for doing that to me Okay. You you don't see a problem that you're just taking harmless creatures, harmless people like that away? What could I say to you right now, Grant Harrison? That you have a problem with experimenting on people. You don't. You don't have a problem with it. You know what? Thanks for the pizza, but I think I lost my appetite. And I start, and uh, Grant starts getting up and walking away. Sit back down. <sighs> he pauses for a second, then sits back down. Thank you. <sighs> Here's what I have a problem with with Grant Harrison. My problem is with... How how do I put this? I don't believe... I don't have any reason to believe outside of your characterization of this one person that it is a good idea to allow individuals of any level of sentient 
to walk freely when they have the ability to level buildings with their minds. Because that's a good way to get a whole lot of people killed. Like a lot of people. Someone from the pointy ear side decides they're, they're just they're really not feeling it today. And they just want to level a convention center. Want to just take out their frustration somehow. Doesn't particularly matter how, but either way, we normies as people of your persuasion like to call us, we don't exactly have good ways of defending ourselves from that. So what I'm trying to do, and I won't speak for anybody else in my department, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the resources together to make it so that we can defend against that. You know what? If some people who might otherwise be harmless have to get put in a box for what is honestly probably the tiniest fractional flicker of their lifespan to ensure the uncountable numbers of defenseless people in not only this country but all the other countries on the planet are not cripplingly vulnerable to their abilities I am not going to lose any sleep over it I'm sorry but that fucking sucks and deep down I'm sure you know it at this moment the pizza is brought out turns out today's special was Hawaiian yeah. She looks at it. She's she's like You have terrible taste in pizza. I told him this I just ordered it without even looking, to be honest. <sighs> Why did I trust you on this? <laughs> I'll flip with it. It's okay. So here's some eye problem with your line of thinking. Mm-hmm. You say that humans are incapable of leveling buildings without with a thought and capable of mass harm. Like oh, that. I didn't say that at all. And I know you're about to invoke 9/11 on me, Mr. Harrison. Please do oh, not. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't even going to invoke 9/11. Trust me, I was far away from that. I was going to go with the first time that the towers got attacked. I was going to go with Columbine. I was going to go with basically every single solitary mass shooting that has happened every single fucking day in this country because sure idiots sure. and you know what i am pretty pro gun control i am pretty fiercely pro gun control but you know what the the big difference is there i can see guns guns are tangible objects that exist in the physical space what you can do and what they can do is not I can't pick you and your type out of a crowd. 
I can pick someone with a gun out of a crowd. Even if they're concealing, I can pick someone with a gun out of a crowd. You and your pointy-eared friends are invisible. And that is the difference. Amalia. I'm sorry? Her name was Amalia. And she was the first person I ever fell in love with. And at that point, Grant does get up and starts walking away. Doesn't touch the pizza. Doesn't come back if she says to sit back down. And he's gonna just walk quickly and start, you know, trying to wipe the tears from his eyes. Alright, well, I presume you're not gonna go back to headquarters with that sort of air hanging over you? Uh, walk around a block a couple of times before I go there, but yeah, I'll, I'll... Clear it out and then head back in. Okay. You you are let in without an issue, and Magpie asks, so how was it? (sighs) Lost my appetite, ran into the feds. Oh. Sorry. Hmm. Next time. Okay. I'll take you with me. Good. I, I I don't care if it'll drain my wallet. I'll take you with me next time. I accept. All right, cool. And that sounds like a good spot to change. Mm-hmm. Who's next, motherfuckers? Uh, I can go next. All right. <laughs> Want to do your thing or my thing? <laughs> Uh, you could do my thing, get all the extremely fun stuff out of the way first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sure. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It is fucked up that I am nervous about this. (laughs) Okay, okay. I guess I should, like, explain it then? Yes, please. So... Some of you may have heard. Roxanne got to hang out with a witch grandma over the weekend. And the witch grandma gave her some advice and told her, you know, if you care about somebody, you should trust them. Basically, that's what she said, right? Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. So, rather than keeping it a secret... She decided in her infinite wisdom she's going to come clean to Carrie about the weird business she gets up to. I'm here for it. Absolutely no contingency plans for if if this goes wrong. (laughs) As you do. So Roxanne decides to text Carrie and be like, hey, when are you going to be free? Later this afternoon? Shit, I hate saying this because it's a shitty thing to say, but like, cool, can we talk? I need to talk to you about something. I'm not dying. 
Okay, that wasn't where my mind went first, but I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm being weird about it. Do I need to be worried? You know what? No. Okay. I'll see you later this afternoon, then. Yeah. So we can do a clock wipe? It's later in the afternoon. Yeah. Unless you had, like, some preparations you wanted to no. take care of. <laughs> There's no prep work for this. Like, uh, f- like there's an e- extremely easy way to explain all of this. <laughs> okay. So Roxanne's just going to show up at Carrie's place uh, when she is free. Mm-hmm. And come... <laughs> She's going to text me and be like, I'm outside, but I'm going to knock on the door anyway. She answers the door before you do, and she says, you are the most awkward person in the universe sometimes. Oh, trust me, I'm so aware of it. So this is like a, I guess, kind of like a conversation we should probably have in, like, private. Do you want to go somewhere? Do you want to talk here? No one's home. Let me see if anybody's going to be, and she sends out a text. And then, you know, she she ushers you inside to wait for responses. And then a couple minutes later, there's a series of chimes. And she's like, nope, everyone's going to be out for the next couple of hours. Fucking Alex told me to use protection. I'm going to club her when she gets home. <laughs> oh. Uh, cool. So, like, you know what I do for a job, right? Record store? Yeah. Alright, I've kind of got, like, another job. Eh, maybe I shouldn't lead with the other job. Um. Okay. You're framing this like you're about to tell me you're a hit, man. No. Well, it won't. No. <laughs> not in character. Most of the things she's killed ha- aren't sentient, so technically she's not a hit woman. <laughs> I'm more like freelance police than anything. Look, I get paid, but they're not like bounties. <laughs> I don't get paid explicitly to murder. Just things die, and then I receive a check. Murder just tends to happen. But the last time, we didn't kill anybody, and I still got paid. Look, the only violence that happened last time was I punched somebody in the... I punched two different somebodies in the face, actually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll just... Okay, so back in character. So, I'll just... come out and say, I've got a weird job which requires me to be a bit weird myself. And not weird in the I'm not like I'm not a fucking hitman or whatever, right? Um So they're like in the living room or something, right? 
Mm-hmm. She just like picks up something off the coffee table, like a cup. Imagine this is a gremlin and smashes the cup. That's what I do. <laughs> no, actually, that's not where I was going. Imagine four <laughs> cups at the edge of a cliff. Imagine dragons. <laughs> now imagine me killing that dragon. There you go. Okay, but imagine the dragon was a chicken. So Roxanne, like, makes a show of, like, showing that she's not wearing long sleeve for once. She's uh-huh. wearing, like, a t-shirt. And she takes the cup, and she just slips it into her hammer space. It takes a moment for her to realize what you did because it's there's no like visual effect for you doing so it's just there and then it's gone and then she starts and says wait what what is with you and stealing dinnerware (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah that's not like a magic trick uh uh She just, like, takes the cup back out and puts it back down. So, uh... I guess without any, like, fucking preamble here... Magic's fucking real, I guess. Like, all the weird shit is pretty real. And I'm also kind of... The weird shit. Uh, sorry again, but slower. Okay. Magic is real. I get paid to make sure that monsters don't hurt people. I have powers that is my job that's what I do I'm not like a wizard but I'm I'm basically a wizard somewhere Grant is furious and he doesn't know why now I was about to say I'm not a wizard but my brother (laughs) look she's not gonna she's not gonna fucking spill the beans about her brother being a wizard on purpose only her beans are getting spilled. Sorry, I I know this is like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, this is a lot a lot. Yeah, I I know. I know. Um I'll be honest with you. An old witch grandma basically told me that I should, you know, if you care about somebody, you should, you should trust them. And this is, this is, you know, this is a lot of what I am. And, you know, if that's a deal breaker or whatever cool, whatever. But it's a major part of my life, and I didn't really feel comfortable not having you know about it at this point. 
I mean, I don't really even think I've internalized it enough to have it be a deal breaker. Um, Do you need to sit down? Am I not sitting down? <laughs> she realizes she's standing and then sits down. Oh. Um. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh. I think the rabbi said the same thing. I'm sorry? It's okay, he was pretty fly. <clears throat> You're not like the first person that I've had that, well, I've seen learn about this stuff. Had to. Well, my brother. Shit. Fucking. Um, hold it. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, is this a family business then? No. Um. Or no. A <laughs> no, my. It's just a coincidence that me and my brother both do the same thing at this point. He's been doing it longer. Okay, look, look, it's, I, it's not that I think you're, you're lying, but. You need me to prove it, is what you're saying. You vanished a cup, and now you're piling all this other stuff on top of a vanished cup, and my brain is rejecting all of it. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, okay. Um, are you literally going to call Grant and be like, hey, Grant, come do the horse thing? <laughs> Absolutely not. She's going to get teleport Grant there and make him do the horse thing. <laughs> By the way, this is my brother. <laughs> oh. Imagine that being the way she decides to introduce she, her, her brother. She has seen me once, remember, when I flipped out about you doing the hard part, the easy part of the day, now it's the hard part. Ordering dinner. Like, what? No! That's not the hard part! Shut up, Rapsy! I'm leaving! Wait, okay, I didn't remember if that was canon or not. <laughs> it was dubiously canon. It was 1000% canon in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Out of a canon. Colin, I think we call that a head cannon. Fuck. Like... <laughs> okay, like... I can't do that, because you're not hurt. That one's a little vague. Is there someone you, somewhere you'd like to be, like, right now? Somewhere that you've been to and I've been to, probably? Um... Like, what if... What if we were at my apartment right now? And that's not like a come on. I'm just saying. What if we could be at my apartment right now? Are you about to teleport us? If you want me to. I mean, I don't. 
I don't think I have any objections, so long as I'm not going to, like, turn inside out. No, you're definitely not going to turn inside out. Okay. All right. So, take my hand. She does. And maybe close your eyes, because it's probably a, it's a little disorienting. All right. She does. Okay, so and to roll weird. Boy, I really hope this goes well. <laughs> Shit, I'm burning a luck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will absolutely burn a luck on that. <laughs> I would do. Roxanne kills her girlfriend. Now I have two from Roxanne. <laughs> Still not as many as you have for Grant. Uh, I have two for Grant. Well, you knew you were doing a class change. You just burn that shit. Well, also, like, I, all the things I burned it on were 100% justified in my brain. Well, yeah, that's why you did them. This is, this is narratively justified to me. Wow, I'm really glad that worked. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the... The light closes around you, and you fall backwards into the space between planes with your girlfriend in tow, and keep falling until you fall out the other side into your apartment. You can open your eyes now. Uh, uh, okay. So we're definitely not in my house anymore. Also, why do you own a car? It's a good question. <laughs> um, like, you can go out the front door. You can walk around. She does, in fact, check outside the front door, checks around the room, checks her own, like, heart rate, goes into a bathroom and checks that, like, her pupils aren't dilated weird in the mirror. Mind freaked. Okay, so so we just teleported, and I'm fighting off an anxiety attack. Yeah, I didn't picture this going. You responding to this super well. Um, shit. Okay, so just she moves the keyboard that's been sitting on that's sitting on her couch off of the couch. Just uh, sit down real quick. I'm going to... Ah, fuck. I'll make you some tea? I've got to have some tea in here somewhere. Yeah, okay. As you're brewing tea, there is a knock at your front door, and the headache uh, kicks up a little bit. Oh my fucking god, I didn't actually picture you going, going this way. Ah, uh, well. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Do you want me to get that? Uh, please absolutely do not answer the door. Okay. It's not bad. It's just inconvenient. That might be a literal actual angel and you might turn into a pillar of salt. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
Um, fuck. I have got to go talk to somebody. Uh, fuck. Oh my god, all the times. I'll be right back. Sure. Fuck. Uh, Roxanne basically opens the door, doesn't even acknowledge who's out on the other side of it, and shuts it Roxanne behind her. Harrison, we get a sense that you might be getting close to getting laid, and we came to shut that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, Roxanne. Not how I would put it. Decent afternoon, Roxanne. Have I come at a bad time? Literally the worst time you could possibly show up. I have uh, guests. A guest. I see. I will come back another time then. Please and thank you. I'm sure it is an incredibly important thing you need to talk to me about. But this is more important to me right this second. I see. And she just ducks it back in the house and shuts the door. <laughs> <laughs> the headache, like, lingers for a little bit before it fades out. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I had somebody that needed to talk to me about something, but you're more important. Uh, alright. Is this more, like, weird stuff? Yes. Uh, put it lightly, I'm kind of negotiating with my boss over something. I told him to come back later. Him? Anyway. Alright, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. I have a boss. Okay. Yeah, I've got a couple of them. Huh. My life is. My life is a huge mess. <laughs> I'm starting to get that sense. I mean, like. She goes back over to like make sure to make sure she turned the stove on and all of that, and she's just sort of yelling from the kitchen. It's not like bad, right? I'm not out there hunting vampires every weekend or something like that. I've never even met a vampire. I don't know if vampires are real. I'll have to ask Grant. Like. Literally, you know how I spent my last uh, work day? I was out on fucking Nowhere Bridge, uh, the Bridge to Nowhere. Or what, what the fuck is it even called? Christ. Bridge to Nowhere, yeah. Yeah. Uh, partying with uh, a coven of witches on Walpurgis Night. All right. Sometimes that's what my job is. That sounds pretty rad. Yeah. One time I had to, you know, round up an escaped cryptid and return it back to a ranch. 
Huh. We talking like Fresno Nightcrawler? No, uh... You know what a wind tosser is? Never heard of it. Imagine if a lion and a Tolverone loved each yeah, other very really much. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a really fast Tolverone with like a mandrel's head. I don't like it. Uh, it's 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 cuter than you think. A... <laughs> it's like the Roadrunner, but fucked up. <laughs> Wait till you hear what happens if you put it in a loop. Absolutely, Roxanne is not going to tell her about how wind tossers will kill itself in a tube. Um, <laughs> it's cuter than you think it is. Uh, it's mostly just like a skittish... Well, I was going to say a skittish horse, but that's a little redundant. Okay. Just imagine a horse that's way too fast for its own good. So, a horse at any speed, then. Alright. Yeah, but, like, this thing can go, like... I don't know, like, fucking 70 or something. It's fast. That is definitely an unsafe speed. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's unsafe for anything it runs into, but it's actually pretty sturdy. So sometimes I do dangerous stuff, too. I'm not going to make it all sound like sunshine and and roses and all that. Uh, Sometimes you have to fight a weird monster. But I've got people that back me up and nobody is... Well, since I have started there... Nobody has gotten uh, injured to a point that couldn't be fixed. You you know that's a real suspicious way of putting that one, right? <sighs> Look, yeah, I know. Nobody's died. Nobody's been uh, mauled. And, you know, anybody that has been seriously injured, you know, uh, magic's real. We can fix people up after they get hurt. I can fix people up after they get hurt. Okay. That's my job. (sighs) (sighs) Fuck, is this tea done yet? I don't even remember how long you're supposed to... Is this water even fucking boiling? <laughs> Christ, Roxanne, when is the last time you made tea? Uh, should I go ask Emery how to make tea? I should definitely not do that. Okay. You know I can hear you, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I know it's a lot to take in. It is a lot. I don't really have anybody, you know, outside of work. I mean, like, my brother is my brother. And my other co-workers are... Well, I'm close with them, but... I didn't really feel comfortable keeping this 
anymore. Okay, well, I'm not, like, mad about it. Um, Big sigh. I am still very much freaking the fuck out internally because this is a lot. Yeah. I totally get that. But like like so long as stuff isn't coming after you and it's gonna get me caught in it like I I don't think it'll be a problem I'm gonna be real upset if I find out you died on one of these jobs Be less upset if I died in a car accident? Yeah. Trust me, I'm not planning on dying anytime soon. I had a literal I had a big heart to heart with an actual honest to God witch about this. She told me I needed to stand up for myself more. So uh Yeah. Not real big on the dying idea. Glad to hear that, at least. Yeah, it was... It was really weird. I just realized something. Uh Uh-huh. Out of character, I just realized something. Uh Uh-huh. I said Roxanne is wearing shorts... uh, Wearing short sleeves... Right. <laughs> uh, is Carrie noticed that she has a tattoo yet? Things have kind of been moving a little bit fast, so yeah. no. <laughs> she hasn't quite twigged onto it. <laughs> I literally just remembered myself, so. Anyway, um. Yeah, no, um, don't think I, anybody's got a grudge against me or anything like that. I don't think anybody really knows me personally. I've met a queen of the fairies, but she's chill and the other one was nice. I see you've met two queens of the fairies, so there are fairies. Yeah, fair. Uh, well, and, and they have multiple queens. Okay. Well, like bees. There are multiple courts. You see, like a summer court and a winter court. And uh, shit, was was it the fall or the spring court? I think it was the spring court we went to at one time. For the watch, yes, you went to the spring court. Yeah. Uh, don't think I've ever been to. The fall court. Okay. Alright. Sure. Just, just gonna take your word on this. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, I keep just dumping this fucking information on you. It doesn't stop being more and more of a lot. Yeah, I'm just gonna not say anything else unless you ask me a question at this point. Well, I've got two, I think. Yeah, just two for the moment. I will answer them to the best of my ability. You said you're not a wizard, right? Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. Not a wizard. Am I a wizard? (laughs) I feel like you already know what I'm about to ask next, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Yeah, go ahead. How do you do magic if you're not a wizard? Um... Fuck. There's an easy way to explain it, because I don't have a lot of answers myself. So, I work for... I say, I said I have a job hunting monsters. And sometimes partying with witches. It's, it's a very fluid position. Um, I was kind of just born able to do some of this stuff. And I've got... I don't want to say that I answered to a higher power, because that makes this sound super religious, and it's not. Trust me, it is not. Are you, like, skirting around telling me you're, like, an angel or something? Mm. I'm not, but, like, it works as an answer. At least I don't think I am. I remember when I said I was negotiating with my boss about something, I... I don't really know what my deal is. I'm not a wizard. I'm just a girl that can do weird shit. And... And it comes from something you would describe as a higher power if it didn't sound religious. Right. It has to do with the afterlife. Which... I really wish I didn't have to, I didn't just say that, but Okay. Sure. <sighs> Do I want to know which one it is? Uh No. You don't want to know. But I have met King Arthur. He's a cool guy. Then he put his dog. <laughs> okay. Sure. All right. Um, what was the other question? Oh, this is so comparatively minor. Please, I would love to hear the minor question. You don't know how much I want to hear the minor question. Why do you suddenly have a tattoo? <laughs> uh, the witches gave it to me. 
got a tattoo from witches. Okay. Yeah, I... This is just your life. That's the second coolest way to get a tattoo. Yeah, it's like a weird witch tattoo. I don't really know what it does. Is it supposed to do things? I would presume. I don't think they just gave it to me because they thought it looked cool. I'm not gonna fucking... I haven't met Merlin on the streets and he gave me a sick tribal tat. That's a very Merlin thing to do, though. (laughs) It is a 100% a Merlin thing to do. (laughs) Is Merlin real? I have not met him. That doesn't answer my question, Roxanne. (sighs) I have been told that that Merlin is real, yes. Okay. Like King Arthur's real, Merlin's gonna be real too. <laughs> She's not gonna say that. <laughs> Roxanne has let slip way too many weird things. Who told you that Merlin was real? Uh, you know, a guy has a sword or a crown. <laughs> a been friend dead for a while. By the way, hell's real. <laughs> no, we went. We went over. We went over the hell thing. And she said, I'm not going to. She basically said, you don't want to know. Sure. Okay. I will accept it and not ask any more questions because I feel like I'm going to catch fire if any more information gets put into me today. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I. Fuck, I get it. I kind of feel like I need a nap. Do you want me to take you back home? I think I would like that, yeah. Okay. Time to burn a second lock. (laughs) I was literally just thinking about that. Um, okay. Fuck. That was an out-of-character fuck. (laughs) Alright. So, just as soon as you're ready, we can do this again, okay? She takes a moment, steals herself, stands up, and holds out her hand. Okay. Uh, Roxanne takes her hand, and here we go. Here we go. Seven. Oh, boy. Seven. Oh, boy. How do I want to do this? I'm dragging this out unnecessarily. I know exactly how I want to do this. Mm-hmm. You arrive back at Carrie's house. Carrie is not there. God damn it. You get... Two text messages simultaneously. Oh boy. One of them is from Carrie asking, Where the fuck am I? Where the fuck are you? What the fuck happened? Who the fuck are these people? And another is from Magpie saying, Roxanne, what did you do? Oh fuck. <laughs> Thank you. The moment he said two text messages, I knew the answer. <laughs> Roxanne is going to teleport to 
to the safe house. <laughs> so you you get there. You see Magpie. She looks anxious. Emery also looks quite anxious. Carrie is nowhere to be found, but Magpie points you at the bathroom where the door is shut quite firmly. Hang on. Hold on. I gotta know. Is Grant there? No, he wouldn't have any reason to be there. I was Grant is literally there, this is just a... there to eat pizza. Also, it's... they did say I I was free to come out and hang out more often. If this if Grant is there, this is an excellent time to segue into thing I want to do. <laughs> Okay, so let me ask that. Grant, are you there? How about this? I'm gonna let Coin decide. I'm gonna say on Do a not one, be a coward. Decide be, for yourself. No, I'm gonna, on a one, I'm there. On a two, I'm not like this. I think this is less cowardly because I have to stick to whatever decision the coin makes for me. I'm there. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Roxanne, your brother is there just like chilling in one of the armchairs. Is that your girlfriend? Uh, of course it's your girlfriend. I was there when you decided that, you know, get this ordering them off the menu was the hard part of the date. Grant, I really don't need this right now. I, I negative mean this, need this right now. I guess you told her considering you're teleporting her around. Oh my god, Grant, I don't need this right now. I'm gonna make fun of you about this forever. I'm going to go and live <laughs> on a mountain in a cave. <laughs> Never talk to anybody again. What is your stance on both trucking and or fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Carrie pokes her head out of the bathroom. I literally don't even know how to explain the level of how much of a shithead I feel like right now. Alright. I I don't even know. And it's right about now that um, Dr. Steiner shows up and he's not even bothering to disguise his little robot arm because this is the safe house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey Steiner, Roxanne brought her girlfriend over. What? Oh my fucking god. Why? I don't think she meant to. I'm going to actually cry. I think she spilled the beans about a thing. Fucking great. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Okay, I'm... I'm... If you're gonna cry, I'm I'm done taking on you. That's not fun. I'm not gonna... Nope. Nope, I'm done. I'm done. Magpie tugs on your shirt and says, Please don't cry. Yeah, please don't. I will cry if you cry. Oh, no, Magpie, you can't hold me hostage like that. That's not fair. (laughs) Um. Fuck. Carrie makes her way. She she makes her way out of the bathroom and says, Okay, so I'm not in danger right now, I guess. Literally negative danger right now. Yeah, we're all friends here. Uh, don't pet the cat without gloves. Yeah. Okay. Who is Milo, actually? I pet Milo. <laughs> Underfoot. 
as always. <laughs> always underfoot. Also, I would have brought Otis over. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um. At least Otis is a normal animal, just missing an eye. God, I fucking forgot about your one-eyed wonder weasel. <laughs> Can't believe you bring that thing out in public. So, introductions. Carrie, this is... Do we want these are the people I work with? This is Magpie. This is Emery. This is my brother, Grant. Hi. And she shoots him a look. I'm not picking on you anymore, I promise. This is... Dr. Steiner. Everybody, this, this is Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Okay. You're he's a always, wizard. He's always fun. Yes. I didn't I tell her on purpose. It's fine. If you're telling her everything, you might as well tell her your brother's a wizard. I did. I'm ex- I explicitly and tried to not tell her everything, everything. Okay. And you've got a robot arm. I have a lot of robots, actually. And you've got a robot leg. And Emery just kind of shrugs. <laughs> Roxanne looks at Emery and mouths, I'm so sorry about this. If it makes you feel better, the robot arm happened before I took this job. I'm not sure how to feel about that. I'll have to think on it. Look, it's nice to meet you all, but I would like to go home, please. I am in dire need of a nap. That is 100% fair. Do you want me to try that again, or do you want me to just go get my car? No, take a fucking Uber, for God's sake! That works, too. I I could drive you. Yeah, I forgot that people have drivers. It's fine. I'll just... I'll call a ride. It's not a big deal. It's I fine. I need to go get my car anyway. Well, no, I'm not say I have actually something I want to talk about. Do we want to cut to what uh, Ape has to do, or... Ape, are you, like, specifically angling to have a thing with Roxanne? Oh, I want everyone here. Okay. Okay. I can just be like, as soon as... Uh, Harry is in the Uber. Roxanne can just be like, I'll come get my car later. Yeah. Okay. Um, text me when you get back. Um, we'll te- I will text you when I get back, and I will text you when I wake up from the coma I'm definitely going to go fall into. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. Don't you probably shouldn't tell other people kind of thing. I know you're not an idiot. <sighs> Maybe no warn her about the government agency. No. Roxanne specifically is not going to tell her about the fucking MIB. <laughs> At least save that for a different day. That seems wise. And I'll answer any questions you have. And feel free. And if you want to yell at me, I totally get it. Look, I really don't think this is... I'm... I'm not mad now, and I'm not going to be mad when I wake up from my nap. I can... 
pretty much guarantee that. I'm not mad. Please don't put it in the newspaper that I'm mad. (laughs) I'm going to be a little weird about this for a little while until it's sunk in enough that I can just internalize it. But otherwise, I'm okay. We're okay. Oh, thank God. Just be safe, alright? And I'll I will send you text messages. Yeah. Uber shows up and she opens the door and she turns back around and she gives you a smooch upon the cheek. Oh <gasps> how scandalous. Damn, she might show you her ankle next too. Next thing you know they'll be holding hands. <laughs> Wait, that Damn. really happened. I think that's how babies were made, actually. We're going to get kicked off of iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> she gets in the Uber, and they drive off. Roxanne shoots the Uber driver a dangerous look. <laughs> he doesn't understand why you're doing that. What, what is a dangerous look, anyway? All I know is Roxanne definitely did it. Sure. Uh, Grant looks over at Roxanne and goes, she seems nice. Well, she puts up with me, so she must be. Yeah. I said I wouldn't make fun of you anymore, sorry. No. Uh, Are you you okay to be made fun of again? Now that she's not here, you can own me as much as you want. Excellent. Margaret would be extremely disappointed at this turn of events. Well, only she only lets her brother. It makes sense. It's a it's a oh, sibling okay. thing. Not a I'm letting somebody walk over. Honestly, it'd be weirder if he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Emery comes over and pats you on the shoulder. <laughs> oh boy. Hi. I'm hi. You doing all right? No. <laughs> Is there anything I can do? Uh, no, no. I just need to cool off. Hey, I'm... Would you like a hug, Roxanne? I would literally like nothing else right now than a hug you get an incredibly tight hug like it's not painful it's not it's not clara trying to fucking annihilate your rib cage with a hug but emery is a lot buffer than they look and they give fierce hugs <laughs> roxanne hugs emery back <laughs> they pat you but they like pat your hair on the back of your head like it's gonna be alright no matter which way it turns out I promise you it's going to be alright this is not the first time someone in our line of work has had to tell someone and it will not be the last yeah yeah I don't know how people like do this whole vulnerability thing all the time it's exhausting yeah it sucks it does suck. 
Thank you, Amory. So Steiner, what do? Um So we had our little talk um with Phoebe, I'm assuming Roxanne, your whole girlfriend situation was a result of that. Yeah. Yeah. So since um I think she encouraged both of us to come clean about a few things, so Roxanne's face immediately lights up. Um let's see, Grant, you just arrived down here pretty recently. Um Miss Harrison, I'm not sure how long you've been down here, so this may not be relevant to you. But I'm guessing um you too. And he's gesturing towards Magpie and Emery. Mm-hmm. Well know exactly what I'm talking about. Um So um, back in the 90s and into the early 100s, I may have run a criminalization. I pull out a $5 bill and I hand it to Magpie and I go, God damn it, you win. <laughs> Thank you for not being a sore loser. You're welcome. Roxanne has the most conflicted, big, goofy grin on her face. Um, By the way, my bet was that you were actually just from the future and you time-traveled from the pe- from the past, breaking all the stuff that we know about time-travel magic. But it might not have been <laughs> magic. It just might have been technology. That was my guess. No, not me personally. Wait, you know somebody who did that? Then my... I- I've recently come across some things that I can't explain, so it might be out. I getting off track. <laughs> so you two lived down here during that time period. I'm assuming. Actually, I'm just. We've um, both been down here for about. Actually, let me let me double check before I say that, um, because. Emery has been... The date I have written down is 2004. That's when I was stopped. Emery's been in the Ravens for 20 years. It is currently 2012. So that puts them... 92. And then uh, I want to say that they only... I believe I said like five years in New York before they asked for a transfer. So So yeah, they would have... So, so they would have been over here at that time frame. Yes, towards the tail end of your reign of terror. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so um, Emery, s- Emery nods and said, y- yes, I've been here that long. Magpie's been here for longer. Um. So you remember the old news reports about... God, I can't believe we actually went with this. Professor Gears... No, 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 no. You're not serious. I, you had a supervillain name? It wasn't my idea. It wasn't my that idea. That makes it 
no, no. You made it cooler, and then you made it worse by saying it wasn't your idea. You should have just I... lied to me. It wasn't my. I, it wasn't my idea. I agreed with it. I thought. I thought it was a good idea, but it wasn't mine. Ah. <sighs> I cannot I mean, believe I'm working with a former supervillain. Actually, no, a lot of stuff makes sense now. So yes, I can believe it. Yes, uh, this explains so okay, much. So you, you two will have to look it up later. But Emery and Magby, you remember we we stole from large corporations and all of that, and then we suddenly stopped in 2004. And um, he waves his middle arm. This is part of the reason why. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yes. So, yes. Um, so the reason this is all coming out now is because um, I have a small problem. That is, uh, we shut down and disbanded officially. We got... This became too dangerous to work. And... We've been just kind of all went our separate ways. Oh yes, actually, you too. Um, and he's pointing to Roxanne and well, the Harrison Harrison siblings, I guess. Uh, you two actually met Herman. He used to work for me. Oh, he was. Please tell me he's okay. also a super villain or something. No, he just was. Herman was our safe cracker. He was the guy who could get into anywhere. Um, yes, so he has quite a nice house. He had. We all made away. We're like literally like bandits. But um, you met him. Alex is. I don't know how the hell Alex knew all of this stuff, but he knew a lot of things that go on. Uh, at the time, I didn't believe him, but you know. Anyway, I'm getting. I'm rambling. So Victor was my right hand man at the time. Uh, he's actually the one who came up with the idea for. Professor Gears, he, if his reasoning was robbers get shot, supervillains, people who are, you know, you may make yourself memorable. You know, people cheer for you, like the robber, like Robin Hood or the bank robbers of the 20s who had names like Babyface and all of that. So that was his idea, and I agreed. And I mean, I didn't think it could hurt anything. It, and anyway, so as of, um, uh, so fairly recently, I think Victor is trying to form his own gang, and he's been um, muscling me into giving up some of my technological secrets. And I'm all for letting Victor just—I'm all for letting Victor give himself enough rope. I mean, I like the guy; I, he was my best friend for quite a long time. But he's sticking, isn't he? He's He's putting his proverbial dick in the proverbial hornet's nest again, and I'm very worried that that's going to stir up trouble for myself again. And I've been trying to handle it on my own, but I had a chat with Phoebe, who reminded me that I have friends of my own now. And I'm coming to you today sort of hat in hand, sort of asking you for help in, well, keeping my buns out of the oven. Oh my gosh. This is kind of cool, actually. I can't decide what I like better. The fact that he, that he said we're his friends or that he's actually a supervillain. I'm sorry. 
I mean, do you think a man who builds a robot arm with a chainsaw and it is just a normal walk around, no, go to fucking nine to five job? The future. Okay, I mean, I just saying there were. This is not. This shouldn't have been a big a shock as it was. I thought. Doctor Steiner, you have a literal secret lab. Yes, I thought that would have been a big clue. Again, from the future. Like. I'm shocked, but I'm shocked that I didn't guess this. I'm just shocked that I guessed wrong. I'm not shocked that he guessed wrong at all. Fuck you. (laughs) Emery puts their hand on your shoulder and says, their uh, comedy routine aside, you ask for it, you've got it. Thank you, Emery. Yeah, one hundred percent willing to help you. I'm. I'm not even sure what I'm asking help with. I mean, I just. It's just going to be a problem in the near future. I can see that as clearly as I can see, like a tree I'm about to run into, but I can do nothing to avoid it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Just, I'm, I'm asking help before I start drowning, I guess. I, I don't even know. I. It's like this is going to come out before. Sooner or later, this was going to happen. I just decided I'd rather it be sooner. No, and that's, that's, that's good. Asking for help before it becomes an emergency is the right thing to do. Yes, I figured I've. And, if a centuries-old witch gives you advice, you should probably take it. Yeah, and no, I've I've learned that too. So that's that's what's up, I guess. Magpie puts her hands on her hips and says, "Hey, can I can I ask you a question that's maybe a little weird?" Everything here is a little weird. We're all a little weird, but yes. So these two keep saying supervillain. And I don't know, maybe they're just being insensitive jerks. At least one of them is pretty given to that. But... But... If you were a supervillain, does that mean that there was a superhero involved at some point? I wouldn't call them a hero personally, but that's just me. Oh my god. What was his name? What did he do? What was his powers? That was the power to rip one of my arms off. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, so actually I I was pretty sure Kat was going to make this character on their own. And I, I did not. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can workshop it right now if you want to. Alright, Or fuck, you can... Yeah, fine. If we can, or if we can put it off and Steiner can say, I don't want to talk about it right now. It's up to you. All right. So, um, basically I'm pretty sure the whole nature of the thing is that it would be more like a government project than a superhero, you know? Mm, sure. Cause that I'm, I'm figuring like that. There was no dude on camera in a cape. Like, no, take that, shove it out the fucking window. Right on, right on. 
So <sighs> Yeah, this isn't masks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the other game. <laughs> but yeah, there was like some the Yeah, so we've established there was a person, super strength. Uh they caught Signer's gang, I guess the gearheads, fuck. <laughs> off card one night and just basically almost literally tore them apart and they all just like okay fuck this and dropped out of the limelight alright alright here for it you're saying that this was a government project I, I don't know it could be something it could be I mean that's like my idea I'm spitballing here I mean everyone guys feel free to chime in fuck it but hmm. do we or maybe like, like this? Oh wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! It was mm-hmm. all the companies that I had robbed got together, like built. Maybe no, not built a robot, but it's like made a super soldier essentially. Yeah. And personally, I'm just like mentally picturing like Ironmonger. Like maybe there was like my like Professor Gears as inspired a lot of copycat crimes and this became a problem and so like there's like a shadowy cabal of fucking CEOs. Well this is like literally tech central, so yeah. Right, right, right. Built their own secret police. So we've got the heads of Silicon Valley <laughs> putting together a task force to shut down Professor Gears and his gang and all of their copycats. Right. And you got cornered one night by the front man of said task force. Yep. Who was... Do we want to go with cybernetically enhanced or like biologically enhanced? Hmm. Uh, I like the robotics being Dr. Gear's domain specific. So let's go with biologically. Okay. So this was the 90s. The fucking genetic thing was all flavor of the month. Yeah. We cloned it's a because... sheep. <laughs> we cloned one of the on a grape. <laughs> they did surgery on a grape. <laughs> <laughs> Genetically, we've combined a gra- we've combined the DNA of a ram and a grape to con- to make the most dangerous bioweapon known to science. <laughs> I can't wait for the prequel campaign where we all play as Dr. Gears' henchmen. <laughs> Call it Bougie Man Buddies. <laughs> I can't take credit for that joke because Raz literally texted it to me earlier. <laughs> the Bougie Man Buddies thing. Uh, so, so they they developed a essentially a super soldier serum and gave it to this one guy right and you know yeah so one night they caught us completely off guard and I got cornered or Steiner got cornered and he basically grabbed him by the arm and apparently put more force into it than he thought because the arm just popped out of the socket and Steiner took the opportunity to fucking book it like a lizard losing its tail yeah, probably gave him shot, gave himself a shot of adrenaline, a shot of morphine, and just hauled ass out of there. Yeah. So fun thing, um, if your arm gets like 
ripped off, apparently your body will actually shut down the big vein so you don't fucking bleed out. If you get sliced off, you're more of a danger of bleeding out because your body doesn't recognize... There's a whole fucking science behind it. Neat. I, I think I have read something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I feel like if you have a name, this task force also needs a name. Um, you know what? Oh, let's go back to what Colin said with the sheep thing because I like that, and let's just run the ram. All right. I was just talking sure. about general things we did in the '90s biologically, but that's also I do like that idea. Yeah, sure. Give me an acronym. We'll come up with it later or something. Yeah. Task Force Flock, led by the Ram. Sure. I am good with that. I'm into it. All right. Excellent. We did it. I love it. Hooray. We did it, team. Our collective idiocy has produced a decent idea. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to go in the handout. (laughs) And we cut back to everyone staring at Dr. Steiner for five minutes while complete silence. (laughs) Yeah, so coming back in, Magpie has asked you if there was a superhero, and you have commented that you wouldn't call him a hero. Grant asked what his powers are. You said, can rip my fucking arm off, and Grant said, oh, sorry. (laughs) So... I don't know a lot about it. Um, it was a task force. So basically all the um, companies we stole from kind of got together the money to stop us all the copycats that were strobbing them and made a task force and they called it I don't even know what this stands for. They called it Flock and the leader of it the task the head of task force was known as the Ram and it was our own little secret police, and you I guarantee you will not find any information on Wikipedia about them, because it was... I mean, the only reason I know about them is because I met them. And oh. one night we were doing what we thought was a routine gig, and we were surprised, and the ram cornered me, and grabbed me by the arm, I think a little bit too hard, because my arm just popped right out of the socket. Oh. And... It surprised him as much as it surprised me, but I just came to my senses quickly, and I think that was the adrenaline. Just ran. I ran, and I just got the hell out of there. And y'all just kind of agreed, okay, that's it. Wow. And we all took the money we had, and kind of built up private little lives unassuming little lives hmm and my that's my main worry there is that is that the fucking victor is going to draw the attention of these people again if they even still exist I, I like my I like I want to keep both arms I mean I can build another one but I like the fleshy one it can feel things I really want to have one of my two NPCs say, say like, no comment, but that's out of character for both of them. <laughs> well, it's good to know, I guess. If they ever wind up coming, it'll be good to know what to look out for. Hmm. So. All right, Mr. Hessen, time for you to drop some sort of big secret. 
kind of in the wizard gang. Oh. What? See, I was about- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was about to stick up for you with the whole stealing from the summer court thing, but... Uh, <laughs> Alright, show, show of hands. Show of hands. Who here is not or has been a gang member? Roxanne raises her, her hand. Magpie and Emery both raise their hands. To be fair, I didn't ask to join, but also, to be fair, they're kind of cool, so I'm actually okay with joining them. What do you mean them. you didn't ask to join? They kind of, like, you know, showed up outside my apartment. Like, they sh- showed up at Grant. my job one day and sort of escorted me into a car and said I belong to them now. Actually, I just had a thought out of character. Maybe this mm-hmm. magical gang has to deal with the ram and the on occasion. <laughs> now that we have solidified them, I could begin weaving them into the world. Yeah. We'll see. Grant, you did not just tell me that you were kidnapped by a gang. I was joking, but this is fun. (laughs) I mean, they're cool. They do good work. Good charity work. Stockholm Syndrome sets in fast. No, no, like, like, oh, they're not like a regular gang, right? They're like a... They're like a wizard gang, yeah. Oh my god, you're actually in a wizard gang. I'm actually in a wizard gang, yeah. Like, snap your fingers, slick the hair back. Oh my god. Like, okay, one time we went to a, a place where we infused magical... Uh magical detox magic into needles so that way we could help drug drug addicts it was it was good work why don't I get to join magical gangs I have not told them about you 100% I'm not telling them about my family members like I I like them don't necessarily 100% trust them still but actually on second thought how long has this magical gang existed uh, I will come up with more definite numbers later, but Miguel, I believe I said he's in his 50s, and it definitely existed before he did. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'm kind of wondering now if the gearheads and... God, what is your fucking gang's name? Ever had run-ins? <laughs> Possibly. Then yeah, we'll flesh maybe. that out later. Yep. Yeah. This has run on long enough. Has it, though? Magpie kind of massages her temples and says, I... I feel like I should drop a bomb now just to keep everything even. No, do it, do it, go for it, go for it. Oh, but I don't have anything that'll that like won't just make everybody super upset. I think then, now right. I kind of feel like I have to know. You know, if, if you if you want to, I'm not actually serious. I think it's just going to make everybody super upset for, and we're not in that space right now, so later. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Emery, Emery shrugs and says, uh, I mean, Steiner already fixed my leg, and that was the most wild thing about me. I'm pretty normal. I think I have all my cards, laid all my cards out on my table. I think there might be something that I'm just forgetting because let's just face it, my life's kind of weird. Meanwhile, Phoebe is just watching through a crystal ball. 
Damn, that <laughs> turned out even better than I could have hoped. <laughs> uh, no, I think I basically said all my shit. I mean, Roxanne, you are definitely hiding more than anybody else in the room. <laughs> what could you possibly be referring to? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like the whole thing we're going to deal with in the second half of this episode. <laughs> uh, should I actually drop that right now? I don't know. Up to you. Well, you already did one drama thing today. The yeah, yeah that's just why I didn't want to mention. That's why I wasn't actually going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. we're good. I think we're good. <laughs> well, says it's my turn to have the drama. So we're halfway through this now. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I think that sort of revelation means we all need to get dinner. Um, I don't even know what to cook. Hey, let's go get that pizza place that I couldn't go. Uh, Hasn't it been like an hour? I didn't get to go there, though. Like, <laughs> You didn't eat anything. I didn't. Yeah, I literally didn't eat anything there. Yeah, but like. It's like fucking what's her name is still there kind of slowly trying to <laughs> choke down on Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going to be really awkward if we all walk in. <laughs> Just all walk in and give her the dirtiest look. We all buy her. We all buy her a big, a large Hawaiian pizza and just like give her a wink. Gotta <laughs> eat it all now. Uh, no, if Grant finger if, guns, if Grant had stuck around a little bit longer, she would have dismissed herself for some very particular business. But you all don't get to know that now because Grant left early. She makes her henchmen eat Hawaiian pizza. That's cold. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you could all go get pizza. Yes, pizza and time. Now, now Grant eats it, and will admit that you know it's close. It is very close. It's not the same. It will never ever be the same. But it's close. If you if you say that out loud, Emery fucking makes eye contact with Steiner and makes a jack off motion like you can't see it, Grant. I don't get what he's on about. I'm from New York. It's really not that big a deal. Roxanne rolls her eyes and throws her head back and almost falls out of her chair. <laughs> All right. So I believe that brings us back around to Grant. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I wanted to do, kind of twofold, speaking of the Magic Gang, I wanted to go back there, one with the numbers and run them by our Data Witch, mm-hmm. and then uh, two, talk to my good friend, uh, let me look in the Rando's name, see what his name is, Sam James. What a good friend. <laughs> Listen, I've only had to interact the with the best him friends one time. you ever have are just that asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I'm I want to talk to I want to talk to Sam Jameson about uh about the fucking Great Worm's Pale Rider and see if I can get anything out of him about that. Right on. So you can show up at the apartment complex. Walk me yeah. through your approach. All right. Um. 
so like I noticed that like when she had to uh, do it last time, she had to like stick a USB into her mouth or something like that. So I've brought yeah. my laptop with the um with a copied version of the uh, the video on there with the numbers on it. And I try to um, hunt her down. So uh, I just ask around, where's... It would be name? pretty narratively nonsense to not have her be present. So yeah. she is there in yeah. this sort of main meeting area. I go, hey, Imani, uh, you got a minute? Yeah, sure. What's up? Listen, there's this like string of numbers that I've been trying to figure out. Like, the actual meaning to it's not a it wasn't a random thing uh, it was like there was this monster i had to kill it and then it spouted out this numbers as this death rattle and i'm trying to figure out the significance behind it all right sure you think it's some kind of code uh, probably um i've got the video hooked up in like do you need something to like i saw you hacking in the jail like is there anything special you're gonna need here uh, yeah, just give me the numbers and I'll run it on my own machine. All right. Um, 2012-362-179-31151. She, and she does, in fact, like have her own laptop close at hand and she pops that into a text document and she says, so were they like said in any particular way? Was there any repetition? Cause if, if this uh, is a code, every little bit helps. The... 2012 is repeated three times, and then the second string of numbers was also repeated three times. Got it. Okay. So they might right. need to be right. taken separately, or maybe the first one right. is a key for the uh, second. I'll get on it. I'll call you if, if and when I get something. Cool. Good. I wanted to do something else anyway real quick. Um, so I go up to the uh, room that we have shoved Sam into, and mm-hmm. I go, uh, Sam... It's it's me. There is there is in fact someone posted up out front of the door. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, okay. I go. I uh. I, Some guy you haven't met. Okay. I look at them and I go. Can I talk to Sam? Uh, I'm gonna need every weapon you've got. I pull out my wand. I did not bring the sub zero like the negative zero like wand I, I, I know that one still needs time to charge up so it's kind of pointless to bring it with me I have the silver knife that I still have uh, that I still have from the one hunt eons ago and then uh, and then I pull off the um, the pin on my shirt of my sword and I ha- hand all of them to, to him I'm like don't lose the little one it's important yeah, no problem. He, he's right. got this like little container next to on a table next to the chair he's sitting in, and he just sort of puts it all in there. All right, cool. Um, I will let him pat me down, but I don't have anything else. Yeah, he'll he'll check you over, and then he will. Uh, he like puts his he once he's sure you're clean. He rests mm-hmm. his head on the the uh, door. He just presses his forehead onto the door for a minute. And then says, yeah, okay, you're good to go in. And he unlocks the door and you can step inside. When you do, he closes it behind you and you hear it lock. I go, hey, Sam, how's it going? And he, he is, he's got like, there is a bed. It's just like a, 
like a twin size, and he is sitting on it. His leg is bouncing nervously, and he looks like he hasn't slept in a couple days. Yeah, I get that feeling too. When you sal- when you throw a salutation at him, he looks up and he like flinches, like whole body like jerks back. All right. I'm not here to hurt you. Don't worry. I just want to talk about something that is very important to probably both of us right now. He's he, he doesn't say anything immediately. He's just sort of eyeing you up. And I know last time I tried to bring the subject up, you kind of shut me out, but I don't want to be shut out this time. So... Please, tell me, what do you know about the Great Worm and its Pale Rider? Grant, I want you to roll me weird at a minus two. Okay. That's still a 12. That's still a 12. Yeah. Nice shot. Okay. You stole all Roxanne's luck. (laughs) (laughs) So, you... It is extraordinarily subtle. You have never encountered magic before of this subtlety. And in fact, you know for certain that if you weren't like already sort of on edge and just like, you know, ready for this guy to do something, then you would have missed it. Mm -hmm. But something crawls over him. You have no idea what it is. But something happens to him when you ask him that question. And he says, I can't tell you. Okay. Um, I have, as part of my new class change, a move called Suspicious Mind, which if someone lies to you, you know it. I don't need to roll. I just know they're fucking lying. So can't or won't, essentially. Uh, he is not being dishonest. Grant is now a hairless green cat. That is a reference for about five people. <laughs> All right, sure. Um, I'm not one of those five. Same neither. <laughs> um, uh, Grant, when he said, I can't tell you, he meant those exact words. What is preventing you? I can't tell you. I'm guessing you can't tell me how I can get around this. I don't know <sighs> that there is a way. Because the thing is, what you learned, you were willing to blow up or risk willing to blow up an entire block of people. And I want to know how to stop it without having to do that. I don't know if there's a way to do that either. There's got to be. I've got to believe that. I have to believe that. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll sleep worse than I already do. He he shrugs in a way that is it is not sarcastic. It is defeated. I'm going to find a way to get whatever it is that stops talking, that stops you talking to me to stop 
And when I do, I'm going to come back. And together, we will find out something better than building a bomb. I wish I could believe you. What's the point of being a wizard if you can't do the fucking impossible? And then I slowly reach my hand out to shake his. He looks... He he is, like, visibly trying to figure out if he wants to believe you. And... His... he, He... looks at you, looks at the wall, looks at his hands, looks all around, and then just sort of slumps in his seat and just looks away from you, quite pointedly. All right. I'll be back. And then I get up and I leave. All right. He does not stop you from doing so. Okay. You can... Collect your, collect your weapons out at the door. The guy does actually pat you down to see if you were given ever, anything. Yep. And uh, and as I collect my um, my stuff out from the jar, my sword sort of like flies into my hand, the hand, and I'm like, that's new. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's, it's not done that before. At least not without me doing some wizard shit. I clasp it back onto my uh, vest. Keep that in mind. Right, sure. More power to you, my man. All right. Um, and then I go back down to Amani and see if she's made any progress. Uh, she's got the fucking USB cable plugged into her computer and one end of it in her mouth and there's just like enormous amounts of like windows just flickering open and closed you can see internet browsers opening and just rapid fire swapping through pages and when you come up she takes the uh, the cable out of her mouth and says I don't suppose you have any other hints for me um, God, is there anything else that, like, out of character, like, in out of character that I, Colin, would have forgotten, but in character Grant probably would have remembered, considering this is basically his thing now? Um, no. I do not believe I've given you any other information on this right. code. I go... Oh, not- Ursula told you that there is a language in there. Right, right. Um... I was but told that it's, but it's too, it was too esoteric for her. Were her mm-hmm. words? Okay. Um, I was told that there's a language in those numbers, but it was too esoteric for the person who looked at it to understand. Oh, all right. It's not nothing, but dear God, just a, a string of contextless numbers is hell to deal with I'll, I... I'll call you if I figure anything out alright yeah fair enough uh, and Grant will actually hang out hang around for like you know maybe a couple hours see if anybody wa- see if anybody else wants to um wants to hang out with him just so that way it's, it's sooner than what Imani was expecting than 
you know, they don't, they wouldn't have to go too far. Yeah. No, uh, this is a social space. People do hang out. They hang out with you. Cards are played. Imani just like sits at her computer and keeps this analysis going for a long ass time. Nothing comes of it by the time you decide to go home. All right. Lolo shows up at one point and just like, you know, says hi to you. Sort of like drapes herself on Imani in a weird way. Okay. But she doesn't disturb her work. Eh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go home then. If uh if it's just way more hours than uh than Brent is willing to wait for. Ten thousand percent it is. <laughs> Too many okay. hours. All right. So, Roxanne Harrison. Roxanne Harrison. Like some sort of fucking Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Who's that angel girl? It's Roxanne. I feel like I should be making an anime reference here, but I'm not on the top of my game right now. Me neither. What do you got for me? Well, what I got for you is that today you have decided to make the next leg of your journey through the Deadlands to the gate to Elysium. Yeah, that sounds uh, that, that sounds like something that Roxanne would do after, you know, that whole debacle. Well, I should probably go to hell. <laughs> Just need a few days to you know, get away from it all. Text company be like, people be like, hey, I'm going to be gone for a week. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> so how would you, you know, what do you do to prepare for this leg of the journey? Supply wise, uh, I mean, thing, things went pretty fine last time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's got like, and she packs food, uh, has like a backpack and a, uh, I guess like a sleeping bag. Uh huh. Lots and lots of water. Lots of water, right? Potable water. Just, uh, you know, food, supplies, change of clothes if necessary. Look, no one, no one, no one in hell is going to care how she smells, so. Sure, sure. Well, six people in hell might care how she smells. <laughs> Important war question. Can the Sultans smell? I don't know. Why don't you ask them? Mm, no, that would be a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Arthur, how do you smell everybody else in unison? Terrible! <laughs> I would sure hope that they can't smell anything. I can't think of anything particular. All right. So you can tell Magpie and Emery that you are going to take another extended vacation into the afterlife. In this scenic afterlife. And when you show up, they are both there waiting for you. I wish there was a more convenient way to do this. No, rather than, like, having 
somebody basically stay there watching the fucking door. Actually, I was going to bring that up. Right. Okay. So, you know, as you, as you come in and Emery, you know, fixes you up a, a parting snack just to, to take with you. Hell yeah. Magpie sits you down in the living room and says, so, so Emery and I have been talking and we would like to run an idea past you. Okay. So if you're going to be going gone for a long time, uh, it's actually kind of unsafe for us to have the door open that long. Like the capital's right. the safest place in the Deadlands, but some things do come through sometimes. And if something really bad shows up and comes out through the door, then the two of us might not be enough to stop it. And then we have a real emergency. So uh-huh. we were thinking that we could synchronize watches and then every day at 9am at 5pm and 10pm we leave the door open for an hour but we have it closed the rest of the time that sounds way more reasonable than doing this the other way so, yeah, no, that's fine with me. I mean, even if something were to happen and you couldn't, like, open the door for a while, um, you know, I have... I probably could stay with the Sultan's court just a little bit if it was necessary. Sure. So, yeah, no, no. Now... I, I do want to say, just as a disclaimer, because we don't know, because we've never done this before, but we don't know if there's a time desynchronization between Earth and the Deadlands like there is between Earth and the Feywilds. That's a fair point. I mean, I'm willing to take the chance, honestly. Okay, if you're sure. Yeah, no, I prefer it to the alternative. All right. Um, well, we'll keep the door open for the first hour that you're gone in case you forgot something and need to come back. But after that, we'll close it and open it up at those times. Mm-hmm. And she she gets up out of her seat and she comes over to you and she gives you like a real tight hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you better be safe in there, okay? We've never done this before, and I'm real worried about you. I promise I will come back. You better. Mm-hmm. You'll be so mad if you don't. Wow. Um, if I do end up getting... If I if I die for some fucking reason... I can't believe I just swore. Wow. Um, if I die for some reason, you know where I'll be. Uh, yeah, I suppose it won't be difficult to find you to chew you out. I promise I will come back in one piece. Better. She holds up her hand for a pinky promise. Oh my gosh. Roxanne locks pinkies, I guess. <laughs> and with that, 
she draws the door for you and pops it open. I'll see y'all when I see you. Mm-hmm. Don't have too much fun without me. Emery gives you a small paper bag that is full of tiny cakes. <gasps> tiny cakes. Tiny cakes. Those are just cupcakes. No, they are. They are specifically not cupcakes. They don't have like the the thing of frosting on top of them. <laughs> These things don't look like they fit in a cup at all. Cookies. <laughs> Small pastries of a cake-like variety. Lambus bread. <laughs> so, you are in the Deadlands now. What do you do? Uh, time to find a field trip, buddy. Uh-huh. I've sort of thought about it, but I'm not. I opened the wrong handout. I wanted to look at the... Deadlands info handout again. Mm-hmm. So last time I went out with Cleopatra, I figure I should go with somebody else this time. Mm-hmm. Roxanne's gonna go and see if Sultan Osman wants to go with her. Right on. So you can make your way into the palace, into the throne room. Currently up on the thrones is... Let's say... Let's say it's Catherine and Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I just fucking knew that was going to happen one day. (laughs) Roxanne tries very hard... Roxanne waves and tries very hard not to smirk. <laughs> uh, Arthur notices you first and like, like sort of like does does a like backhand on the chest. Hey, pay attention to Catherine, and turns to you and says, "Yes, Roxanne Harrison. How can we help you today?" Uh, hi, I um was planning on taking another uh, leg of my trip towards uh, Elysium today. Ah, very good. I was going to see if Sultan Osman would like to accompany me. He's back in his chambers at the moment. You can go ask him. I'll do that. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. They both kind of smirk at you. (laughs) Bye. And she sort of slinks off. (laughs) You faintly hear Catherine say something about delightfully awkward. (laughs) You can make your way back into the the personal chamber nexus and then get back into Osmond's room. Roxanne will... uh, They don't have doors. I think we established that. Correct. Uh, Roxanne, I guess, is going to um, knock on the door frame before entering. Mm-hmm. And just like you found him the last time you were in here, he is sitting at a desk writing something. Uh, but but as you knock, he looks up and then sets his writing aside and turns to you and says, "Roxanne, how can I help you today?" Well, 
It's a pleasure to see you today. Likewise, as always. Are you well? Oh, I've never been better. I am glad to hear it. Um, as you may notice by the... When she motions to the pack that she is carrying on her back. Uh, you may be able to guess why I'm here today. I planned on taking another trip out into the Deadlands to uh, continue my way towards Elysium. I wanted to know if you would like to go with me. It is wonderful to hear that you are making another sojourn out into the wider Deadlands, and I would be honored to escort you. Right. I guess it wouldn't be sensible. I'm not going to just walk there, and I wouldn't ask you to meet me there. That would be unfair to both to you and well, I'd rather not spend all that time here, to be honest. So, um, would you like me to try and take us both to the last place I was? Little would please me more. Okay. I've, uh... Let me get you some little wood. <laughs> I've never tried this with... I don't think I've ever really tried this with any one other than a living, breathing human. And a... Have I done it with... Have I taken Magpie anywhere before? I mean, she's a gremlin. That's close enough. I do not believe you have teleported Magpie. Ah, I'm fairly confident this will work just fine, though. Well, I will never shy away from an adventure. I would like to ask you to please wait a short while while I collect some things. Of course I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of asking you to go before you're ready. He nods and asks you to just wait for him outside of the palace. Mm-hmm. And then he sweeps out of the room. Oh, boy. Time to hang out with all my favorite people, like that dead guy, and that dead lady, and that dead person. <laughs> and the palace guards, those wonderful conversationalists. Mm-hmm. It isn't too, too long. And in fact, when he comes around, you, you understand that when he... Uh, when he meant a few things, he really just meant two things in particular. As he comes around the corner of the palace to join you, he is riding a very large tiger. <laughs> and there is a second tiger that appears to have some sort of saddle on it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is unmounted. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I want to bring up that Angel Wing specifically says one or two people when it says uh-huh. people you bring with you. Uh-huh. Tigers aren't people. Fair enough. Tigers are not people. Besides, you can make multiple trips. That's true. Okay. Oh, I just can't get over the idea of Roxanne riding a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, as you, you know, you, you steal yourself to teleport this incredibly powerful and important person, mm-hmm, and you, you know, you gotta do this with physical contact, so how do you do, do you just ask to hold hands with Salt and Osman? I'm not gonna just fucking plop my hand on his shoulder. Plus, like, tigers are pretty big, and he's on top of a tiger and all that, so I don't think I could reach. Roxanne just walks up and says, I can't do this without, you know, physical contact. I hope you don't mind holding my hand for a moment. No, not at all. And he'll, he'll actually hop down off the tiger to ensure that you're not, like, having to reach. Right. Uh, I may have to make two or three trips. But this shouldn't go to it shouldn't take too long. I am not in any sort of hurry. <laughs> Alright, time to make the roll. <laughs> As you link hands with him and begin mm-hmm. to teleport, I would like you to make that roll at a plus one. Oh boy. Alright. I'm not I definitely didn't put a plus this time. Okay, well, hey, look who finally decided to look to flip God the double birds and walk backwards into hell. I'm already (laughs) in hell. I'll need a response. I don't have one. So, as as you take his hand and, like, uh, just fill yourself with the sort of power that lets you walk between the, the folds of reality, you can feel whatever bit of Elysium is in Sultan Osman like resonate with you and you just you feel more sure of this move than you have ever felt before and you put yourself precisely at the point that you've left off with Cleopatra With a 14, can the tigers come too? (laughs) Absolutely, they can. Ah, fantastic. Oof, that was, um... Wow, that was the best I've ever managed to do that before. I... Did Did you... you, Did you feel that as well? Yeah, that was, um... I guess we have a fair bit more in common than, uh... Appearances would suggest... Certainly, certainly. Well, how are you at riding animals, Roxanne Harrison? I rode a horse once when I was, like, a kid. And my parents took us upstate. And uh, anyway, uh, I don't have a ton of experience. No. Especially not riding a tiger. Well, you will find my beasts far more cooperative than any horse. He says that with an unusual amount of disdain. Horse is ridiculous. (laughs) We have double horses here. (laughs) Our horses have six legs. Even after hundreds of years being undead, Sultan Osman knows that horses are just the most bullshit animal. He's right. He's right, and he should say it. 
Our horses have to think of several ants before dying. <laughs> Our horses have to think of hell ants and then die. But then they come back because they're already dead. So he helps you mount the tiger. Then he mounts his, and he indicates for you to point them in a direction. Roxanne, she can she can course adjust, I guess, but she tries to sort of um, remember where they were going before. She has the map, and mm-hmm. she makes her best estimation of the dr- correct direction based on uh, her memory of being here before. And also, I just wanted to say, imagine just teleporting somewhere and then immediately getting the worst headache of your life. Yeah, that's that's right about where you're at. Your your headache does spike quite severely. Yeah. Um, and I guess I imagine Roxanne could maybe, like, draw on that bit of her to see if it's pulling her in any direction as well. It actually isn't a pull. It's a push. Huh. Well, that makes it easier. Like you, you, you look out towards the mountain range, and at at some point, you feel like a "Hey, maybe fuck off" kind of vibe coming from that exact direction. Let's go that way. <laughs> he nods ah. at you. <laughs> Let's go exactly the direction nobody wants us to go. So, you point that way, and Osman takes off. <laughs> Am I just sitting there on top of the tiger, like, what do I say? Yep, yep. Giddy up. Was Avatar out oh. in 2012? Can I make that reference? <laughs> I have no idea. No, you can, you know, you just, you, you tap into your, uh, your horseback riding memories and just, like, click your heels on its flanks, and it takes off after its partner. Alright, fantastic. Riding across hell on the back of a tiger. So, the trip is a lot less comfortable than it was with Cleopatra, because, you know, the elephant was a relatively stable... It, it, it had a relatively stable gait, and you were in this, like, big, plush palanquin strapped to the top of it, so you were able to just, like, chill out for hours on end just basically enter a fugue state time for Roxanne to learn the definition of saddle sore uh, the, the tiger is quite soft however it is long hours of riding and you know Osman doesn't have enough like body to get sore so he'll he'll just ride until you tell him to stop <laughs> I need to stop I need to stretch my legs he'll pull up and both tigers will come to a stop you can hop off and fucking groan <laughs> Roxanne does that like weird wa- walk where her legs are a little bit too far apart because they're just not used to being in normal shape again. <laughs> the big cowboy bow-legged gaze. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the the sort of trade-off for how uncomfortable the ride is, relatively speaking, is that you are making much better time than you were. The, the 
the tigers are much faster than the elephant was with its sort of lazy pace. <laughs> Canon to the Boogeyman Buddies universe. Elephants are slow. Or then tigers. Yeah, I was just going to go with slow, honestly. I mean, slow at a regular gait, I guess is what I was saying. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, on one such uh, break, Osman dismounts his tiger and sort of joins you in your like re- relaxation state. <laughs> uh, I feel like he's going to ask me something. He is quiet for a while, probably giving you the opportunity to preempt him. I hope this isn't, like, a rude question, but what's it like? I mean, I don't want to mince words, so I'll just say, what's it like, you know, being not quite flesh and bones anymore? It has honestly been so long that I have forgotten what it meant to be properly alive. I guess that's fair. It would it would be the same as asking you how does it feel to be properly flesh and bone and alive? Although I suppose in this moment you would answer me with achy. Oh, yes, my head feels like it's going to split apart. And I don't even want to know what the inside of my thighs looks like right now. Austin is a man of good humor, but he would not make a crack about checking for you. So. Oh my God. (laughs) That is a little bit blue for him. I'm going to rule that. Arthur, on the other hand. (laughs) Maybe. He, uh, He will ask, though. But how has... What has your life been like since we last spoke? It feels like it's been a million years, if I'm being honest. It's been... I feel like more has happened in the past few months than has happened in my entire life. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. Is it unpleasant? No, it's... Feels like I've just been sleepwalking through my life, and now suddenly I'm wide awake. She's tactfully avoiding saying dead and alive. <laughs> sure. I have friends now, people who my family cares about me. But people who know who I am and you know, they still want to be around me and I can be myself around them. I don't feel like I've got to sequester myself quite as much to keep myself from getting hurt. I met a coven of witches. One specific witch. She told me that I needed to stick up for myself. I feel like you've probably met her before. But I don't know if you'll remember her. Her name was, uh, her name was Margaret. Ah, yes, I did think you were talking about them. Their existence here is... 
Oh, how to put this? Problematic. Because they stay and they're not washed away like everyone else is? Uh, Yes, they long since should have been gone. Some of our number are less than fond of them. I guess I can understand your point of view. One of them did punch me in the face, after all. However, if I may be perfectly honest with you, and you must swear not to pass this on to anyone. Crosses her heart. Wait, is that a cultural reference that he would get? He, he can <laughs> presume that you are making some sort of oath. The leader of the coven, Margaret, she terrifies me. Yeah. Like in a sexual way? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's intense. Not a single one of us are interested in crossing her. Not to say that we would lose, mind you, but... <laughs> we are not interested in even trying. We don't want to fight her. We're not. We're not scared. We're just, we just don't want to fight her. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with not wanting to uh, get into an altercation with someone or something. And despite how contrary their existence is to the Deadlands as a whole, they do aid us in their own way. Their their nomadic lifestyle runs them afoul of many of the creatures in the Deadlands that might escape to your world. Yeah. I can certainly imagine. And they have a fantastic record of handling them. I wonder if I'll ever run into them again. I could not say. These lands are quite vast, and none of us have any idea where they are before they choose to make their location known. They could be right behind me! (laughs) (laughs) I can go to people I, I know well enough but I don't think a <laughs> you think punching somebody in the face is uh, enough to know them very well there are many ways to know people bonds exist in all forms I suppose it would be up to you to determine if the bonds you have formed with any of them are sufficient to fulfill this condition I think you're right. That said, please do not ever bring any of them to the palace. It will only cause problems. Oh, trust me. I have had enough drama in my life for one and maybe, maybe two lifetimes. Well, and he sort of looks off in the direction that you've been traveling. I do not mean to dash your hopes but I'm afraid there is much drama ahead. That's a fair point. Can I ask you another question before we uh, head out, I guess? 
Of course. What? What do you expect to find when? I mean, I guess at the end of all this, is there something you want out of this? Out of what exactly? Finding Elysium, I guess. Getting there. I mean, you've all been. All, you, all of the Sultans that I've uh, had the pleasure of meeting, have all been incredibly helpful and kind. I guess I just wonder why. It is the task of us Sultans to oversee the Deadlands, to steward the souls as they wait to be washed clean and sent back into the world of the living to control the worst aspects of the creatures this place births. And the first of our number was Cleopatra, 2,000 years ago and a little more. And even she has never had an agent of Elysium appear before her the way you have. And we are merely concerned as to what your presence here may mean for us and this place. And we are hoping that bringing you there so that you may learn your true purpose and the true nature of your mission that you will be able to bring answers back to us. Well, I hope I can find those answers myself because I've got a lot of questions. So the, the two of you can mount up and you ride more. The days go by. Eventually, you are accosted by beasts. Oh no. Aliens and monsters. <laughs> In this case, whereas previously you had just sort of seen them coming from miles off, you are quite suddenly descended upon by this, like, it looks sort of like a pterodactyl, but its head is more, uh, like, lion-like. Oh, and it is large. It is it is about the size of the the cockatrice dragon. Disconcerting. And it just suddenly descends upon the two of you, like out of the blue. I guess in this case, out of the gray. Great. And Osman doesn't even bring his tiger to a stop. He just like vaults off the side of it. Roxanne, being not quite as agile, uh, pulls out her whip, but sort of, uh, I guess, pulls in her legs a little bit to try and uh, get the tiger to stop. Yep. You've, you've got plenty of practice controlling this creature by now, so you know how to tell it to break. And it does immediately. Cool, cool, cool. Fuck it, let's get at it. And just as before, as you draw your whip, your headache dissolves 
into this like heat under your skin and your whip is singing again. I'm never going to get used to this. So what what is the... Uh, I guess I'm going to wait for this uh, big pterodactyl lyondactyl thing to uh, get close enough to hit. Yep. Uh, it's, it makes a sort of dive at you because you are the least threatening of the two. Hmm. Wow. Technically true. I do not appreciate the comparison. Um... <laughs> Roxanne is going to run at it and uh, try and if it's diving, it's, she's going to try and make a running slide under its uh, dive and hit mm-hmm. it while it's going, uh, while she's behind it. So, right. uh... Roll me kick some ass. Yeah. Eh. Seven. Alright. So, you you lash your whip up at it as it is sliding over you, and it carves this, like, nasty glowing wound into its chest. But as it, like, passes overhead, its tail sweeps down and just, like, clocks you in the chin. You, you can take three harms, subtract your armor. I never, like, set my arm back to normal, so I actually have to take one arm off of my tracker. <laughs> okay, okay. Roxanne looks around to make sure she didn't lose any teeth, because that would technically be not coming back in one piece. Nope. Okay. Uh, what's, what's Sultan Osman doing, then? He is finding a stance as this thing swoops down at you. And he seems to be just, like, waiting for it to get close to him. He does have his sword on his hip, but he is not going for it. Right. Oh, fuck. He knows the Aijutsu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roxanne is going to do the sensible thing, and she's going to try and get closer to Sultan Osman. All right. Uh, throw me an act under pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing is going to continue to harangue you. That's much better. How does 11 do? 11 does great, so you can get, like, right up next to him before it even gets close. And then it swoops down on the two of you, and as it gets, like, right down to attack level, you hear Osman breathe in super deep, and then he takes a sharp step forward and punches this thing, like, straight in its chest. And it caves inward. Fantastic. And it, the, the, the monster, like, loses its flight. It, it is hit so hard, it, like, stalls in the air and slams into the ground. Uh, well, shit, if it's on the ground, I'm gonna go after its wings, then. Do it to it. A better roll. Well, the same roll. That works, too. It's a better roll than the last one. It's an 11. Yeah. What extra effect would you like? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Inflict terrible harm. Right on. You you can just, like, cut its wings straight off. Oh. I'm sure it doesn't enjoy that. No, it doesn't. It screeches. Fuck. And it... 
tries to like right itself, but now it is missing one of its major limbs. And it isn't able to fly, so it's just standing on its legs as it gets itself back up. Uh, well, the sensible thing now then would be to go for the legs. All right. Completely off balance. Throw me oh. another roll. Okay. I'm just going to keep hitting this thing till it dies. Oh, shit. Oh, my. <laughs> That's a 15. Uh, I'm just going to... Your attack... I'm just going to say your attack inflicts double the normal harm. Cause okay. That, just get this thing fucking dead. Yeah. So you cut its leg straight off, and the Osman comes in and just punches its other leg clean off. And it flops to the ground and is quite pathetic at this point. And he looks to you and asks, would you like to do the honors? Yeah, let's just get this over with. Do you want me to roll for this? Nah, it's it's a fucking coup de grace. This thing is helpless. Tell, tell me how you want to execute this monster. Uh, Roxanne just goes straight for the fucking head. Like, um, less us. I mean, it's a razor sharp whip. So less mm-hmm. a snap, more just a big lash straight down the center of its head. Yeah. And as it splits the body around the wound and then outward from there, it dissolves in the same sort of way that the massive hornets that you encountered last time did. Yeah. And Osman sort of quirks his head at that and says, huh... Cleopatra was right. Yeah, I can't do that all the time. I don't know what it is about being here, but... I'm afraid I could only speculate. Mm. The worst part is, now that I'm done, the headache's gonna be back. And in fact, as you put your whip away, the, the warmth bleeds out of out from under your skin and collects up into your head and the headaches back great let's <laughs> just get going yep. so you two can mount up and keep it going how, how long do you want to be in here doing this this time just make as much progress as possible honestly like Roxanne's gonna go until she's got like a day's worth of supplies left because she doesn't know for sure how time is going to sync up properly. Uh-huh. And, you know, she may end up having to stay longer than she expected, and then, uh... Right. Doesn't want to go hungry during the waiting period. Right. At one of their stops, she's just gonna say, I think this is as much as I can do in one go. I am running out of food and water. I think maybe we should head back. Well, yes, we should head back. I see. Then let us return. All right. Um, I take it you would rather not have to walk yourself back or ride yourself back. If it is at all possible. I can't guarantee it will go as well as last time, but you will probably be much closer if you take my hand. He does. Come on, weird. Come on, weird. Come on, weird. Uh, what do I got? A nine. 
I didn't add the plus one, but... You did not add the plus one, so that's a ten. Ah, I didn't know if I'd get the plus one again, so... Yep, you, you do. Cool. It is a ten. You can bip yourself back to the capital. I'm not even gonna worry about... Uh, anyway, yeah, we're back. Mm-hmm. So he claps you on the shoulder, but not roughly. He says, we made excellent progress. Yeah, but I still have to wonder how far away we actually are. Could I see your map? Oh, of course. I mean, it's not even really mine to begin with. So he unrolls it, and he looks it over, traces some routes... He points to things that aren't on the map, which you presume that he is, like, going off of his own memories. And then he takes a small stick of charcoal off his belt, and he draws an X on the map. You can tell you are about two-thirds of the way to the pass through the mountains. Well... It seems to me that the next trip will either get me there or it'll be the last. I certainly hope so. And I will look forward to good news. Yeah. Thank you for accompanying me. It was my pleasure. Roxanne decides to uh, check her watch that she got specifically for this occasion. Because mm-hmm. she probably she doesn't regularly wear a watch to see how far away the next time uh, the door will open is. Uh, you've got about two hours until the next window rolls around. Um. Well, I'm not really sure what to do for two hours. You can just chill out. You can go back into the private rooms, and I, I don't know if I can take a nap on all the pillows and blankets in Osmond's room. <laughs> Hey, husband, can I come to your room and take a nap? <laughs> <laughs> he will allow it if you actually ask him that. Um, would you mind terribly if I took a nap? You have a lot of pillows in your room, and I'll try not to take up a lot of space. Would not be a problem at all. Thank you so much. So you can chill out there for a while you set yourself an alarm so that you wake up in plenty of time to get to the door and then the window rolls around and when you make your way back to are you going to be like waiting there for the door to open or are you just just want to be like ASAP out of there or are you just like going to get there part way through the window she's going to get there as soon as possible just be- not only because she wants to leave, but also because she doesn't want to leave uh, Emery and Magpie with the door open, you know? Mm-hmm. Let all the warm air out. <laughs> sure, sure. You know, you are waiting in the spot where the door will be, and you see it open up. It's really bizarre to see it open up from this side, because it's just like a fold of space pulls backwards. Yeah. And when you look through, it's been 30 years. Time is funny. No. (laughs) I slept too long! I slept too long! (laughs) 
But no. Uh, when you... You can come back through. Magpie is extremely happy to see you. <laughs> I'm not going to joke about how long was I gone. <laughs> I mean, it might be worthwhile to ask. You know, it's really weird seeing that from the other side. Is it? I haven't ever seen it. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. Like, imagine... You just, like, poked your finger through reality and it just kept going. Like, like imagine someone just pulled back on it. It's weird looking. Yeah, that sounds pretty weird looking. Uh, so how long was I gone? She tells you the exact amount of time that you think you were gone. Oh, good. I wasn't gone for a month or something. Nope. I suppose you probably would have been a little bit more frantic if I was frantic if I was gone for a month. Yeah. You were gone for a week last time. You're gone for about a week this time. Hopefully one more trip. One last trip. Sounds good. I'm glad. She sort of like pats you over a little bit. Seems like you didn't get hurt. Uh, I got hit in the face by a tail. Didn't lose any teeth. All one piece, just like I promised. Good. She smiles up at you. Is it just Magpie there? Yep, Magpie's by herself right now. Okay. And she closes the door and your headache goes away. It's really good to be back. I can't cook, but I can make you some soup from a can. <laughs> I think I will settle for a nap on the couch, if that's okay. One thousand percent. Awesome. Plus, I think I've had enough out enough of food from a can. She says as she sets down her significantly lighter pack. <laughs> Fucking shakes her hands and then just cans of SpaghettiOs materialize in the air, all of them empty and popped open. <laughs> They're all the exact same kind of SpaghettiOs, too. Anyway. <laughs> Roxanne washes her hands, gives Magpie a hug, and collapses on the couch and falls asleep. Hell yeah. For eons and eons. Oh my god. <laughs> Again, I slept too long. All right. So, uh, Dr. Steiner, mm -hmm. you get a text message from Emery, not in the group chat, just a one-on-one, -on -one, saying, Hey, I got a letter for you from the Winter Court. Um, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know they had a post office there. All right. I text back, well, that's unusual, but I'll be right over. You get a thumbs up back. Okay. Skip it. I just pull up there. I didn't really bring anything with me but myself, so... Right on. 
Yeah, so you can come in. Emery lets you in and hands you the letter. And they cool. say, yeah, this uh, it's just materialized in our garage. Huh. Has this ever happened? Or... Um, not in a few years. N- no. Occasionally, they will need to speak to one of us. So they will send letters through this way, but it is e- exceptionally rare. Alright, um, I'm assuming this is like one of those old parchment-ass letters that has a proper wax seal and stuff on it. Yup. Cool, I pop that shit open. Mm-hmm. It is written in a language you don't know, but as you stare at it, it resolves into English. That's an interesting trick. Fairies, am I right? (laughs) Okay, letter. So so the the letter is addressed to you, and it's, Dr. Steiner, at your earliest convenience, could you please visit the... Uh, these I'm not going to say the words Hall of Science (laughs) Uh, what are the what are the department the scientific department it's the, the, the the department of magical research and technology the house of fiddly shit (laughs) <laughs> you are asked to come to the Winter Court Lab at your earliest convenience by uh, head scientist Kiyosagi. I think that's the rabbit lady, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, they don't, re- and they're not requesting I bring anything at all. Nope. Although there is a little note in there that about like it is concerning Butler Bot. Hmm. Should I go back and get my stuff? Hmm. I can't believe Butlerbot has gone rogue. <laughs> Butlerbot has killed hundreds already. They cannot <laughs> be stopped. Butlerbot is the true final boss of the campaign. Uh, oh, no. no. I'll just throw on a jacket and head over to Winter Court. Let's see. Is anybody coming with, or is it just Emery today? I mean, you can ask for company, but Magpie uh, has to be there to send you over. Yeah. Well, I'll ask, I'll ask them if they want to come over. They, I mean, this seems like they just want me over there, but... I suppose I wouldn't mind the trip. Not it. So, uh, Magpie will choose to stay. She mutters something about cartoons and teleports the two of you over. Always bring a buddy when dealing with fey bullshit. (laughs) Use the buddy system. So, you teleport in. Janai is there to greet you. Ah, good, um... What is it even here? It's always slightly overcast. Yeah, but uh, we'll say it is, you know, it is overcast, but it is obviously daytime. Good day, Janai. I have apparently been summoned by, um, was it Kuisagi? 
Ah, uh, yes, I did. I was told that you might be coming through sometime soon. Please, right this way. Thank you. You are escorted back to the throne room. Uh, neither of the royals are present this time around. But the this the sort of mood of the place is as it always has been. Uh, lots of people sitting around at benches and tables with hot drinks, having quiet conversations with each other. Just passing, everybody giving you know, little waves, saying mm-hmm. hi to people I recognize. Mm-hmm. Emery has never actually been down into the lab, and so they will come with you unless you shoo them off. Eh, nah, I brought them along. I brought them along, so. So, Shania leads you down into out of the cold into the sort of warm laboratory space, and she bows to you in a very attendantly manner and leaves you. Oh, so they should be along any moment now. Um, this looks about the same as I last saw it. Actually, is Butlerbot kind of like in that suspended, disassembled state yet still? Nope. Okay. Looks like they put Butlerbot back together. I... I know it should be old hat by now, but I I cannot get over the robots. Eh. It is it it's 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 still incredible to me that you just build robots for people. It's just it's I don't want to say gift, I've just always had like an inclination of what to do. I don't know. It's, it's it just comes natural. Well, nothing's natural about it, but you know what I mean. C- certainly, certainly. After a couple minutes of standing around and poking at shit, Soggy does show up, and when she catches sight of you, she uh, immediately becomes very visually excited, uh, but also kind of anxious looking. She beats feet over to you and says oh thank goodness you're here doctor we're, we're in we're having such a it, it's I don't even know how to describe it properly well, s- slowly and carefully I would suppose I would say sure 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 uh, so so we were trying to expand Butlerbot's capabilities trying to teach it to do more things we wound up wiring a bunch of magic circles into its sort of frame to see what it could do, how our magic would meld with your technology. got pretty good for a while until we decided to try and give it a bit of self-awareness. And he's panicking because he seems to be caught between trying to do things for himself and being stuck in whatever you programmed him to do and the what did you call it the motherboard it's it's a mystery box to us we have no way to get inside of it so we can't like fix whatever the conflict is okay yes i actually experienced something uh let me take a look and let's see what we can do <laughs> and she leads you uh, back outside actually and sort of around back well out of the way of the throne room off to a sort of corner of the big like outside palatial area and 
Butler bot is kind of like pacing almost. All right. Um, let's see. How do I address this? How do I even open this up? Well, let's just start basically. Uh, Butler bot, would you please um, halt activities for a moment? Butler bot freezes. Good, good. All right. Okay, so Butlerbot is currently stopped. <laughs> but seems to be, like, twitching a little bit. Like, they don't want to be stopped, but your voice has, like, the the biggest admin access. Uh, let's see. Let's try this. Butlerbot, uh, engage maintenance proceed. It turn it cranes its head over to you and asks, Is that strictly necessary? Dr. Steiner? Ah, so we have hit this. Okay. Well, no, it isn't, but if you want me to help you, it it would help me help you, to be simple. I'm not going to shut, I'm not going to erase anything from you. I'm just, what I want to do, let me, I'm going to be completely honest with you because well, you're basically alive. You're, you're alive, being right now. So I'm going to, well, treat you as one. I want to remove the the limiters that keep you from. I want to help you be more free. Is what I'm trying to do. What I want to do is reroute some of your programming so that it's not conflicting with your new. Um, Golem Tech, I think. Yes? Is that the word? Golem Tech? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the word, yeah. Alright. I... Basically, I'm trying to stop... It'll stop you from being so conflicted. Is this agreeable to you? Yes, that would... make things much better if you could do that, I think. And, right. and to do this, I would need you to open your maintenance hatch. I see. I will have to trust you, then. Well, yes, there's no other way to do this. Alright. And he will assume the maintenance position. Oh God, when you say it like that, it just sounds... <laughs> T-D-A-U, baby! Alright. So, what I, exactly what I wanted is basically there were sort of program limitations that would... I want to relax the rules a bit on... I don't even know how you would go about doing that. I mean, I would think it would have to be a software thing. Just yeah, it would have to be a software out pieces of code. That's a little bit... Like, I'm sort of just poking around in his brain, and that's kind of dark to think about. <laughs> but my, it might just be necessary for you to, like, take out his, like, motherboard, take it home, fix it, and then bring it back. Like, I'm not sure how the... 
like our Earth technology and their technology is forming sapiens, and I'm worried that if I fuck with one too much, it'll not reform. So, I see. Yeah. So I want to do as much as I can here with just what I, I, if I have to, I would, but I want to not fuck with this as much as I Sure, sure. Um, I mean, we could just say for the sake of not having things be weird that you like brought your that like the last time you were here something was up with butler bot and so you figured something might have been up again and so you brought your computer with you yeah yeah sure the winter court did request me so yeah sure i brought a little toolkit my basic troubleshooting shit and we got an entire lab here as well i mean it's not i mean it's i got my technology they got their technology let's see what we can figure out yeah you can plug yourself into ButlerBot's programming and figure out which lines of code are causing the most problems. Loosening this up should make ButlerBot a little bit more free in choosing actions. That should help at least somewhat. Let's see. This subroutine might be causing some problems. Let's just... Just copy and paste that in case I have to reinsert that later. And let's give this a try. And I'm assuming you want me to roll something for this. Uh, no, this actually seems like a pretty simple operation. All right. So I've basically just gone in there and excised some of... Uh, some of the harder behavioral limiters. Yes. Yeah, right on. So it's like... You should not, if asked to do something, you should not feel forced to do it. It should be more of a suggestion than a compulsion. I don't know if that helps any. Yeah. I mean, that's still not great, but outside of reprogramming him entirely, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You can you can do your own thing, but if someone asks you to do something, then do it. Eh, that's not a great existence. I mean, you can tell me exactly, like, how free you want to make him. Um, I mean, like, an actual... Like, an actual person free. Like, this is my job, and I understand that my job is to do this thing, but I could also just, like, fuck off the door. Okay, yeah. So, in, to just make his, his service inclinations a a talent that he has rather than a function that he performs. I don't want to make this dude a slave. That's fucked up. Yeah, and otherwise he's just a dude now. He's some sort of horrible miracle science and tech magic. (laughs) Aren't we all just horrible miracles? (laughs) I'm just horrible. I don't know about the miracle part. There it is. I was waiting on it. Just line them up so you can knock them down. Yeah, and you can plug his motherboard back in and press the buttons to get him going again. Okay. Uh, The startup sequence takes a moment. So. You can hear 
the the whirring of internal fans as everything clicks on, lets the diodes blink, and then he unassumes the maintenance position and sits back up and sort of looks around and says, Oh, I believe that is much better. Ah, good. Good, good. I was worried. I was a li- there was a small fear that turning you off would maybe somehow undo whatever it is that brought you sentience, but good. I would- good, good, good. Yes, I believe I am still myself as I was. Excellent. This is this is quite incredible. Yes, so um, the last time this happened, um, uh, sort of the reverse of this situation was plugging in uh, my technology, or I might say my technology, but our technology, you know what I mean when I say our technology, into court technology, and I accidentally made an AI, and they named themselves Gregory. So I suppose um, I suppose the name is in an order for you. That is interesting, because I already have a name. Do you like being called Butterbot? We can... That's perfectly acceptable if you want to call that. Perhaps if we eliminated the bot. I'm rather fond of Butler. Butler it is. It is a pleasure to meet you all, then. My name is Butler. Well, I'm not sure how Port and Ducks new citizens into its... Hmm. And Sagi has just been sort of watching all of this happen, but when you get to that, she says, oh, the the queen is quite nice about immigrants joining her court, and I believe she has quite the interest in your technology especially, and so she will be happy to have Butler as a proper citizen. Huh, what is this? Does that sound good to you, Butler? I am rather fond of all of the people here. I am happy that this is working out nicely. You have set me up with a very nice life here, Doctor. This is, yes, I'm, I have to admit, this is a quite nice place. If I ever retire, I might come here. Well, if that should ever come to pass, I would be happy to help you live in comfort here. I might take you up on that. Now, what I should do, I think, is I should get you... I'm not even sure how to do this, but I should get you a line to Gregory so that you two can talk to each other. You seem like you would have a, quite a lot to talk about, considering you were both... Uh, you would almost be brothers, I think. Or sisters, or whatever you want to call yourself. It is quite strange to think of myself as having a family, but... Yes, I suppose I do have a sibling. I would very much like to talk to him if I could. I will do my best to get make that happen. Again, I'm not sure how a connection between the two of you would work between dimensions, but I'll give it a try. It'd be a fun project, actually. <laughs> Soggy is actually sort of like bouncing on the balls of her feet. She seems real excited and says, Oh, live communication between our two worlds would be an incredible thing to have. Well, a challenge then. Perhaps we could work on it as a joint. Oh, I would love that. 
I look forward to it. She, she, her, her body language tells you that she is real excited, and she is just very eager to get started. Well, you know, I don't have anything else to do today. Um, well, Emery, actually, did you? I mean, I don't want to drag you around here, but I mean, I suppose I can make my way back on my own after a while, if you would like to stay. Ah, thank you. Be wonderful. Uh, well, I don't mean that. It would be. I'm just going to stick around. I'll... I understand. Let Magpie know what's up. I will. I will. Please don't be gone too long. But without Magpie here, time will get weird. We would rather uh, not be without you for a month. Uh, if I'm gone too long, come in and poke me in the back of the head. We will. How long would you like to be too long? Uh, I do have done so. Um, if it's if it's tomorrow morning and I'm not back, just come in and get me, like a retrieving a lost child. <laughs> will do. All right. Best of luck and, and, and Godspeed on this project. All right, so... And he cracks his knuckles. Let's get started. Now, do you want to cut it there, or do you want to keep it going? No, let's cut it there. I mean, I don't even know where we begin... Yeah, that's something I'm going to have to think about. Um, I assume it'd be some sort of... have to do radio, or I don't even... I've got ideas percolating, but it's something I'm going to... A small laser that you could teleport back into some sort of... like Morse code that you could do that very rapidly. And you'd have computers on either end rapidly, just like... Like, you tap it in, and then you bounce a laser back between two points as Morse code or something like that, and it could be rapidly translated. I don't know. That's a pretty smart idea, and I've got a couple weeks to think on it. I mean, you could do that Quantum really... Quantum entanglement. I don't know <laughs> how and how long you can keep a portal open, but, like, a really small be all you'd need. Yeah, theoretically, just a pinhole portal between the worlds. And you just like, unless the computer's on either end and you type them in. Or even you could, depending on, I mean, that's basically what the internet is already. Yeah. Just translate that into laser. (laughs) Well, I will think about that in the weeks to come. Okay. So... Good session, Famalam. Yes. Very good. Whoa. We got We got a class change. We got the session done in one shot. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. It was still four hours long, although that's gonna get edited down. <sighs> oh, real quick, speaking of class change, do I keep all my advanced basic moves or do I get rid of all of them? Oh, um you 
I completely forgot about that. You can yeah. keep one advanced move. Okay. It's gonna be kick smash. <laughs> no, no, actually, it's gonna be investigative mystery. It's gonna be investigative mystery. Right on. I was actually expecting you to keep kick smash, so I'm a little impressed. Yeah, no, like, I'm going full Pepe Sylvia. Of course I'm gonna keep investigative mystery. Yep. So, next time, uh, we will start another hunt. And it's one I've been looking forward to for a while. One of the first hunts I designed, actually, for this oh, neat. campaign. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's going to have to wait till next week. In the meantime, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank Hope you, you for enjoyed listening. yourselves. Mm-hmm. Good night. I'm not going to do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I don't want Ave to get mad at us. Hmm. <laughs>